This is a podcast with KP and Jem where we talk all about travel with our friends, how we bumped our heads and how we scraped our legs and how in the hell did we wind up dead global mishaps. Come and join the ride, we've got a whole heap of funny weird stuff inside, kidnaps, proposals and all of that. So come on in and let's have a chat, yeah. Welcome to Global Mishaps, the podcast where we chat about all the things that have gone wrong during our travels. Where what could go wrong has gone wrong. I'm KP. And I'm Jem. Welcome to episode one. I like to label this Jordan and my attempted abduction. The following episode contains references of sexual harassment and attempted abduction. If you feel like this would be triggering for you, we recommend tuning in from episode two. If this story brings up difficult stuff for you also... Give 1-800-RESPECT a call on 1-800-737-732. I am so excited to be kicking off the podcast with this story because I've (laughs) got to say it is one of my absolute favourite stories of yours, Gem. I mean, I I think I got the fact that you enjoy it because every time (laughs) we meet people and we've met them for, you know, two and a half minutes, Mm. the first thing that comes out of your of your mouth is have you heard Jem's story about Jordan yeah absolutely like I <laughs> I'm definitely like hi my name's KP have you met Jem this is her story about Jordan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah my introduction to me <laughs> yeah absolutely. what a way to yeah. make me it's in the one breath and I think what what I find so funny is when you meet travelers you almost well what I find you do when you're meeting someone for the first time is you're really just trying to sell the beauty of travel and yeah. how independent a fierce woman you are. And here you go, basically going straight into a traumatic experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Like most of the time we, and because we have both been to Jordan on different occasions, yeah, um, we do kind of start like, you know, you want to share these great, beautiful stories, these profound experiences, but this one ain't that. This one ain't that. <laughs> so to give some context as well, I'm 24. I am a solo, fierce, independent traveller. I had come off the back of a lot of really nasty things that had happened, as you know, Mm. which one day maybe you listeners will come to know. And really, I was, nobody ain't going to mess with me. I was on a real, I was so focused to go to every wonder of the world, to which you initially think there's seven, there's 15. (laughs) There's 15 when you mash in you know, natural versus man-made. Yeah, it, it makes it a bit more of a lofty goal. It's a huge goal. But when I was going on this big trip and it was six weeks, I made a target to go to Jordan. Normal. Absolutely. See, like I know that, you know, I've obviously been there now as well and I my experience was very, very different. But like when I was 24, I was very much in my poor girl era, right? Yep. Like I was, I think I was still studying. Maybe I'd just gotten a mortgage. Like... I was skint as. So, like, my version of travel at the time was, like, whatever I could afford on, like, youth allowance, essentially. It's, like, scrimp and save, and I was staying in, like, $10 a night hotels, wondering whether I splurge on two bucks for aircon kind of thing. Um, I was actually saying this to Jem earlier today, that, like, I used to, like, absolutely prioritise the cheapest airfare over anything else. So I've spent yeah. so many hours in these, like, 
sheds essentially that you call international airports in Southeast Asia. Um, so our vibes were very different at the same age. From the yeah, from the same age, absolutely. I'd like to think maybe when I was traveling on this trip that I was maybe the in-between. I wasn't staying at your luxury, Mm. five-star, give-me-my-own-penthouse kind of places, but I also wasn't in hostels. I was staying in hotels for this trip uh, and going out to Petra, which, mind you, we'll explain in a hot second. But I really made allowances to book with reputable companies, so I thought, and book in safe hotels close to the city, so I thought, and, (laughs) you know... Do it a safe way, but do it my way. Yeah, I think great compromise. How'd that go for you? Well, firstly, Petra, <laughs> unlike Egypt and the, the pyramids, Petra is three hours out from Amman. Yes. I think there's a bit of a misconception there, right? That like, and look, three hours in Australia driving ain't no, it's not a bad thing. It actually takes me that long to go home and see my family. Um, but in a smallish country, three hours... Is long. It's a long time. And, you know, the other misconception that we was being, we've been speaking about is when you go to Egypt, you think you have to drive three hours to get to the Sphinx and the Pyramid of Giza. Yeah. Giza? Giza. Giza. <laughs> 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 well, you might be three hours, but it's because you're in, like, peak hour traffic in true, Cairo. True. But, but you go to a Macca's. Yeah, it's like KFC overlooking the pyramids. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and what do you call those things again? Pyramids and the hieroglyphs. <laughs> But what you've like what I've come to learn is that you just have to go with the flow when you travel, right? Absolutely, yeah. So here I am, TripAdvisor, pre-departure, booked this driver to take me out three hours to Petra, wonder of the world. Perfect. Wasn't really perfect, KP. Mm, no. And when I rocked up to reception and Ali, my driver, was downstairs in reception. He was, honest to God, a Looney Tunes character. It was like, wogga wogga, wogga wogga. What a reaction. Um, an Australian town. <laughs> he was like, wow, the Sydney. <laughs> well, I think he was probably not expecting, there wasn't a lot of like young 20 solo female travellers no. in Jordan at the time. Yeah. They're, they're predominantly retirees in, you know, post Indiana Jones purchase clothing, yes. khaki, binoculars, not not people my age, you know, coming down and being so naive. Exactly. But I came down, I was dressed, I wasn't showing leg, I wasn't showing arm, I was what I think respectful, hopefully, to... Wonderful, dressed appropriately. The Jordanese? The Jordanians? Jordanians. Jordanians. Um, and I just feel that you know, although I was in white and I was going to one of the <laughs> dustiest places in the in the world. Great decision making. Great decision making. I at least was culturally respectful. Exactly. So Ali, quite surprised, introduced himself, maintained composure for that brief period of time. Great. And I knew straight away there was a problem because when he pointed out his car, he he moved into my space. Ah. You and know that's, what that's like. Yeah, absolutely. And like, what I think is important to point out here, though, is that our friend Gemma here, quite the aggressive friender, <laughs> um, very friendly, very quick. I won't say in an inappropriate way. That's because we're I've, recording. <laughs> I've never felt sexually violated um, without my consent. But 
<laughs> like, y- like your standard for people getting like friendly is, you know, is reasonably high. Yeah, well, or low. Like whichever way. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. But I have a low guy, threshold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're like cool. Yeah, let's be mates. Love this journey for us. Like where I'm like a total skeptic. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what's kind of interesting, right? That you knew immediately. Ah, oh, this is too much, too quick. Yeah, that's good intuition, really, right there. Totally. Because if only you'd listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I had so many other things in my life intuitively that I had clicked in on that by now I should have trusted my gut, but yeah. I just chose not to. Ah, oh, we do what we needed. And so his hip is connected to my hip. Mm. And we take long strides to the car for me to break the gap, but he's just striding along. Mm-hmm. I reach out to pull the handle of the back car door, which we do as tourists. We And even when you're getting in an Uber, sure. you're taking that handle. You do that chauffeur thing. He bashed that hand away, girl. He moved that hand away, not the back seat, out of limits, not working, not functional, which in theory makes it an unroadworthy car, which also, <laughs> you know, yes. should have thought that. No, 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 you're sitting in the front with me. No ifs, no buts, no options. You would have walked away at that point. Maybe. But I also, like, am very... I have, like, total optimism bias, right? <laughs> like, I am very sceptical and I have an overconfidence in a lot of things. You'll hear about this later. But that I'll be okay. So I don't know. <laughs> I've often thought about this. At what point... Would KP have said, no, thank you so much? Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. I'd love to say that I would have walked away, but, like, I would have been like, oh, well, I've got to go to petrol somehow. Yeah. <laughs> the pros versus cons. What's a little bit of light sexual harassment? Like, it, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know at what point. Okay. So I got in the car. I put the belt on because... Safety first. Safety first. And... I don't even think he got his belt on before he put his hand on my knee. See, I feel like maybe this is the point. Yeah, that's the point. (laughs) This is the flag. This is the flags, plural. Yeah, we've got some red flags going on. Yeah. Yeah. And we maybe get two minutes out of town. Now, it doesn't take long to get out of the city of Amman before you are in fully-fledged. It's lanes and sand. Yeah, it's pretty abrupt. Like, you're in the city and then you are no longer in the city. Yeah. No palm trees. It's not a pretty desert like yeah. you see on the gram. It is just sand. So interesting. I found that when I was there that some parts of it are just so arid, right? That there's just, yeah. In the north, though, olive groves and stuff, quite different. Very different. Mm. Didn't have the chance to explore that <laughs> for reasons soon to be seen. Mm. So we were driving less than five minutes. Mm. And in normal human, socially social conversations yes you ask basic stuff about your partner in crime that's in the car with you bit of get to know you questions a little bit of yeah mm, love that small talk how are you how's your morning what do you do where are you from exactly how long have you been in my country no when did you lose your virginity when did i lose (laughs) my virginity Mm. top five top one actually (laughs) and at it was almost a well-timed question because as it came out, he was trying to answer it for himself because uh-huh. his hand just... On a journey of gem <laughs> went discovery. North. Yeah. Mm. Went north to my inner, outer thigh, determining circumference of thigh, if I'd shaved on that Wednesday. <laughs> you know, a really appropriate space to be in. 
that's when I started getting nervy. Yeah, like clearly this is not okay. Like what was going through your head at this point? Like you're you're going down the highway, right? You've committed. We're going down the highway. We are easily doing above 100 kilometres an hour. We are, well, I am in obviously a very provocative position. (laughs) I'm not being provocative. (laughs) Let's not victim blame, baby. I'm I'm not ex-Tina in a dirty clip. Like he's the one trying to make me the ex-Tina in the dirty clip. I, uh, I at that point am risk, risk and analyzing if this is, how do I get myself out of this situation? But mostly how do I keep this man calm not offend him, which I don't actually... That was a thought process in my mind. I don't know why offending him was an issue because, anyway... Well, you never know which way things could have gone. Like, he's already showed he's not, like... He's not about that boundary life. He's not about that boundary life. So I think it was just that balance of this is going to be a long three hours. Yeah. Um, I really wished I hadn't shaved my thigh. Mm Mm-hmm. And let's just keep him content and try and gently shut him down. Yeah. That didn't happen. Sure. <laughs> it just got worse. Mm-hmm. It got, where is your passport? How much savings do you have in your account? It got to, are you baptised? Why aren't you baptised? Oh, do you have any concerns about becoming Muslim? Like, talk to me about this. And then we started talking around his beliefs, which, you know, culturally, I, I'm sure. all up for learning about different beliefs. But if we hadn't had all of this previous conversation absolutely yeah Yeah. tell me about your three wives that's yeah i'm very keen to understand that culture but i'm not keen to be the fourth you don't want to be a part of that particular vibe absolutely and when i think we escalated further was when he went off-road wow he went off-road we went away from the signs that pointed, you know, those typical tourist brown signs you see in Victoria. Petra this way. Petra this way. (laughs) Arrows pointing, fingers pointing, lights pointing. We went east. We we went off track. And he then started to talk to me about wanting to see evidence of my savings in my account. And I said, well, you know, we're we're not even in town. We're not going to find anywhere that's going to be able to give you that information. Yeah, you would be like, great, we're in the middle of the desert. Ali's like, challenge accepted, bitch. (laughs) He drives up. What a tenacious man. What a tenacious man. He then says to me, you know, I've got a place. Okay. He takes me to down this dusty, no, no tar road, dusty pot ridden, pothole ridden, not pot ridden. That's all. (laughs) That'd be a whole different kind. (laughs) But a pothole road. Now, I don't know about you, but every time I've gone to Western countries like America, mm. uh, like Europe, the ATMs, even Australia, the ATMs don't ever function 100%. Oh, n- never when you need one. This was like rocking up to the ATM in Las Vegas. It was like an arrow, golden <laughs> lights pointing here, come here. It's like Ali has written Ali is here on the side of this machine. <laughs> And I just knew I was going to be in trouble. The machine happily took my card, happily translated in English without even making me press a button, and then happily spat out not just my savings balance, but a converted into, what are they? Jordanian Dina. That's right. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, perfect. And so I also, for the first time in my life, and probably the only time in my life, look like a squillionaire. <laughs> it was great. Love a conversion, right? Conversion rate was winner. It wasn't a winner for me this time. No. Because he got excited about that. 
And I'm on a grad wage. Yeah, like I think we could have led with, I'm a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Where were you when I needed you? (laughs) So we got back into the car. He kept the docket, Mm. which I think didn't have my full savings account, but certainly had my full name. Yeah. And off we trot to Petra. Multiple other questions that were raised that I was just trying to shut down gently didn't happen. Like, I couldn't shut this man down. I was getting out of the car because, thankfully, it's a bit different with Petra. They've got their own registered guides. Yes. So Ali wasn't allowed to come in. I don't know if you had that same experience. Yeah, definitely. I had... um... So when I went to Petra, I was on an intrepid tour, so we had, like, our guide was able to go Uh... in. But when I... I had a car... Um, so just for context, I went to Jordan like maybe 10 years after Jem did. <laughs> so we kind of have this joke within our friendship group that when, you know, when I went to Jordan, I actually lowered the kidnapping rate by 50% mm. within our friendship group. Like statistically significant. Statistically so significant. <laughs> we just need the third person in our friendship group to go and then it's then we'll, down to 33. Well, hopefully. You never know. might be <laughs> yeah, going up. might go to 66. <laughs> but absolutely. Like Jem had given me this story and I was like, you know, again, pretty optimistic, but also a pretty kind of uh, sceptical kind of traveller anyway. So I actually went the other way with my personal driver, who was a delightful man by the name of Basil. Basil? (laughs) Like out of faulty towers? (laughs) Yeah. Very sweet. Um, And he drove me and another guy that was staying in my hotel up to Umkais, which is like on the Syrian border. And you can kind of overlook the Sea of Galilee. How um, amazing. Incredible. Like Israel and Palestinian territories, like the entire, like you're standing on the top of this kind of mountain at these ruins overlooking these amazing sites, um, but also these conflict zones, right? Mm. And I had, compared to what you had, uh, Basil, not a creep, um, <laughs> also not a guide. So he was the driver, but because Umkai's didn't wasn't as, like, populated, he was actually allowed right. in. Oh, cool. So he, like, you know, walked around with us, and he's like, I don't really know much about this, so... He was telling me a bit about, um, he was Palestinian and he was telling me a bit about, you know, his life growing up. And like, I just had this really beautiful, profound moment, like standing in this place, hearing about, you know, this man and his life. I'm so jealous. (laughs) In this really peaceful space. Um, And then to kick it off, he wanted to give me some information about this site. So he's like, why don't we like sneak along behind these other like paid tours Mm. and I'll translate for you. So we're, like, behind these little groups, and, and he's like, this is what they're saying. <laughs> Giving me Sneaky. little tidbits. So I had, like, my experience of Jordan was so, 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 so different. Um, but I guess to come back, like, what a relief that Ali wasn't allowed into Petra with yeah, me. Yeah, so Ali stayed in the car, but uh, Ali made it very evident that that our relationship was going to stay in the car with him, mm. the relationship he's developed. He, he told me in great detail, which I, I won't expand on here, just about how he's going to, I guess, quote-unquote, dream. Yes. If you get my gist. Mm. And uh, that he's going to speak to his wives, plural, and see if they're ready for a fourth. It's almost like adopting a new kitten, right? Like you just check in yeah. with the family. you got to make sure there's a bit of a transition period. You've got to put the new one, you know, separate them, introduce them slowly. Oh, God. <laughs> and so I, instead of going to meet my new guide to Lord, I went into the visitor centre. Yeah. 
Thankfully, there was Wi-Fi. Yes. And I made a call to this US company that I'd booked the driver through to be like, okay, no. Fair enough. So here comes my atrocious Texan accent. <laughs> Love it. Here it comes. Yeah. So it rings. Hello, good afternoon. This is Cindy. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. How may I help you today? Terrible accent. Terrible. Getting a bit Californian, but <laughs> I've also got Californian friends and I don't want to mutilate Lean them. Lean into the valley girl. Lean babe. into the valley girl. <laughs> and so I explained my situation to Cindy and I said, I feel really uncomfortable. He has been touching my body in places that no one should touch, um, and especially without consent. Like, I feel that's <laughs> yeah, important. Totally. And I have another three-hour journey back with him and I do not want that to happen. And... She didn't even sound sympathetic or empathetic on the other end of the line. She said, I'm going to need to put you on hold right now, ma'am, and I'm going to get back to you about this. The Mm. longest five minutes of my life passes. Fair. Thinking that maybe she's actually going to pick up something and make a change and I'm going to be safe. Yeah, definitely. I would have been like, great, she's organized someone new, wonderful, can't wait to be have my life saved by my best friend, Cindy. Cindy was not my best friend. (laughs) Cindy will never be my best friend. I'm really sorry, ma'am. It looks like, yeah, that this guy, this guide, Ali, did you say his name was? Yeah, he's he's done this a lot, like a lot, but he's he's harmless. Cool. Ali is not harmless. What happened to women supporting women? Gone. Never Honestly. existed. Well, this was pre-Me Too era. So we, let's hope that things have changed. So I disappointingly trotted out of the visitor centre. Yeah, past all the Indiana Jones cafes. Past all of the Indiana (laughs) Jones cafes. And I just figured, hey, I'm here. I've got a few hours until I need to deal with Ali. I'm at this wonder. I don't know how I compartmentalise this (laughs) because I don't compartmentalise well when I'm in my own world back in Australia, but I compartmentalise for the first time in my life, KP. You did a KP. I did a KP. I learned it before I'd even met you. <laughs> and I went down, you know, you walk, you walked quite a, I think you walked a lot more than I did when I was in Jordan. Yeah. Like when I went to Petra, yeah, I think I clocked up 30 Ks or something. Like yeah. That. So I probably, but did. I also wasn't traumatized. Yeah. So yeah. it's quite different. Maybe, maybe your steps don't count when you're like levitating in the air from <laughs> yeah, trauma. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like the shaking of your hands. <laughs> sort of. Your Fitbit would have been like, you've done 20 million steps today. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we trotted down and you'd think, I don't know, retrospectively, I don't understand how I wasn't more shook because when we were walking, you know, you're in an open space or I was in an open space to start when you're walking down hill to get towards the relics. And then you start to come in these big overpowering, you know, rock scape. I don't even know if that's a word. Yeah. It's like you're kind of walking through like a a canyon for one of a better word. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. And Tulut stops me. He's got very broken English as well. And he's just going, wait a minute, wait a Didn't tell me what was coming. Just wait a minute, wait a minute. That's my best Armenian? No, that's my best Jordanian. <laughs> Making up words. But yeah, we just went to Armenia. <laughs> <laughs> we travel a lot. Um, but he's just he just said, just wait a minute. And then he came at me with a blindfold. Great. I don't know how I just didn't do a retaliation and elbow him, scream, squeal. Yeah. I went with it. Yeah, full fawn response. Love this for you. But I think it was the right thing. Like, it worked out well. It worked out well because, unbeknownst to me, it might have been better if he told me about it because this was my second, like, non-consensual activity already and it was only 7.30am because we left. Actually, no, it would have been later. It would have been, like, 11. Mm. And 
here we are being blindfolded. Does Ali and Tulut, are they actually best friends? Am yeah. I about to be put in the boot of a car? Anyway, he led me to through that canyon to the edge of the treasury, which is one of the most, you know, when you Google Petra, and that is yeah. one of the first images you see is actually of the treasury building. And when you're walking through the direction I came in, it's it's got this cute little peekaboo moment where it's coming out from the canyon. Yeah, I remember the same thing. It's like a total, like, goosebumps moment. Mm. Like, the sun's hitting the treasury, yeah. you're coming through this canyon. It's really, like, it kind of all narrows before it opens up. It's really incredible. But I did it with my eyes open. Yeah, so I didn't have that option. <laughs> I wasn't allowed that option. But it also was the most beautiful way of seeing Petra, quote-unquote, for the first time. Because yeah. when he pulled Thankfully, when he pulled the blindfold out and I wasn't in the boot of a car, I was looking at this stunning building with people who were dressed, you know, culturally. They had their robes on and there were camels everywhere spitting on the ground, which, you know, sure. Yeah, beautiful. But it was, that was what, that is what you see. That is what you want out of a Petra experience. Yeah, definitely. So we just moseyed on around. He probably in his way was a bit too friendly, but not to the, you know, we've got a new threshold. We have a new bar yeah. with Ali. And I think, like, my experience of Jordanian people anyway was... Well, like so much remember... better at saying that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is I'm quite a sceptical traveller, right? So when people do approach me in the street or if they are, like, too kind of friendly and conversational, I'm like, go away. Um, but I quickly realised in Jordan that, for the most part, Ali was definitely the exception rather than the rule. That people were just really friendly and curious. Like, I mm. never... Like, I had no creepy experiences. Um, so, dear listeners, we, we want you... To, we want to encourage you still to go to Jordan. Yeah. Um, but just being vigilant of your space. Um, but absolutely, like, I think they are really friendly, warm people. Yeah. Um, despite me being my most standoffish Australian to herself. <laughs> so, it came... Time passed, let me just say. Time passed real quick when you know you're in for a a round two. Mm. And I had to psych myself up and I remember very vivid memories of walking back to that car and seeing him there. And it was everything that he had, you know, previewed me to beforehand. And so God Uh, knows the state (laughs) state of the car (laughs) that I got back in. And again, not even having belted myself in this time, hands just didn't even place on the knee, just went straight to the inner thigh, Mm. almost checking to see if my hymen had regrown itself within the duration of visiting Petra. (laughs) You know, like it was, it was really well felt. Yes. Great. He was commenting on, you know, how, how hot my skin felt because I'd been walking in the summer heat. Yeah, gross. All of that. So scary. Fuck you, Cindy. Fuck you, Cindy. And Ali. (laughs) Both. So we started the long journey home and, again, similar questions, invasive, yeah, trying to deflate them. And then he goes, I have an idea. Boom. Wonderful. We don't even take a road to a town. We take the sand dune. Jesus. We're not even in a car that can manage sand dunes, <laughs> so I don't know how that worked. But he's high-speeding it through the sand and he's gone... Why wait? My wives are happy. Let's do this. We're going to the mosque. We're going to... I don't want to say the word baptise because I don't think you get baptised to become a Muslim woman, but essentially you get my gist. Yes. I was becoming a Muslim woman within the next hour. Lordy. 
And I just was then, that was, that was panic me. That was yeah. unable to compartmentalize. That was how do I get out of this? Do I, you know, these are my two options. Do I open the car door on a moving vehicle? In a sand dune. In a sand dune with, it's like, it's now probably about 49, 50 degrees Celsius and just roll like, you know, Tom Cruise on Mission Impossible <laughs> and survive and walk away and someone picks me up or, and what I did go with, turn my phone on. Yeah. Off flight mode, drop locations to people who probably to this day never knew and never understood what I was doing. Yeah. But in the event that I actually wasn't coming home and then I went missing and people reported that, they will be like, well, Gemma actually sent me this at this time. Smart. That's all I had. (laughs) (laughs) And it was Ramadan. This was my cue. It was Ramadan, and to my knowledge, because I'm not the most experienced with Ramadan, but I did learn a fair bit in Egypt, mm. which is where I was before before Jordan, I learned that, you know, you're fasting through the day. You don't feast until the night. You don't do the sexy times. You can't do the sexy times. Allah doesn't, you know, the, the world of Ramadan doesn't allow sexy times in daylight. That was my in. Ali. We can't consummate our marriage for like several hours. The sun doesn't go down for several hours. And I'm so dusty. So dusty. I would love it. And it would be better for you if we just drive back to our hotel. I'll get changed. I started to describe a really skimpy dress that I've never (laughs) never had in my life. Never will own in my life ever. And thankfully, because I was speaking a bit more raunchy, Oh, yeah. He thought he you were went in. with it. He thought I was committed. Yeah, well. So we turned off the dune, we drove back to the main road, and we got to the hotel. And he got out of the car to try and come into the hotel with me. And I was like, you know, babe, I'll be right back. <laughs> Give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. Went into reception, said to the guys, call the police. They did nothing. Great. Went up to some hotel room. And thankfully, it overlooks the sort of car park where you drive in. So I could see him. And then I proceeded to watch him sit in that car for the next three to four hours and just didn't leave. How scary. So I, you know, I never give myself compliments ever. 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 (laughs) But for that one time and when I tell this story, the one thing that I am quite proud of is being able to react and critically think yeah, and get yourself out of that. And get myself out of that. And I think that's so important because it honestly can happen in any country. It can happen at home. Definitely. So I was ready. I was done with Jordan. Mm-hmm. I had my photo in Petra. I had my photo at the Treasury. I had my meditation photo that was popular on Instagram <laughs> in 2015. I was done. I booked my flights. I was meant to be in Jordan for a couple of days and I had intended to go and visit the city and become a bit more culturally in the loop, but fuck that. Fair shout. And everything just went wrong again. The driver that I booked, separate company, but the driver that I booked to take me to the airport rocked up 45 minutes late. God. Which automatically put me behind the time. I got to bag drop with like two minutes to spare. Hmm. And then in that moment I'd forgotten that I'd bought all of these really... (laughs) dodgy looking statues <laughs> from Egypt that I was so, you know, when you're 24, taking home souvenirs to your family is mm, suddenly a so priority. Important. Yeah. So you put that in your hand luggage. Yeah. Big, tall, white statues. So you are late to the airport, visibly Panic. stressed, <laughs> probably schwitzing, <laughs> with these suspicious as fuck 
big old statues. In I go to security. In <laughs> I get flagged. <laughs> Baffling. Down I sat. <laughs> surrounded by guards. Mm. Speaking to me in Arabic. Yes. All I know all I know is salam alaikum. Alaikum salam. That is my Shukran. extent. <laughs> You're better. And I I don't even click about how suspicious this looks. And then I start panicking, I'm gonna miss my flight. It yeah. is you know, boarding, it is final call, it is all of the things. So I am just done. Yeah. But when you're done and you're begging staff... Not a great look, I would assume. ...to get on the plane, take my bags, take it all, <laughs> just get me on that plane. I'll leave this suspicious package in the airport. <laughs> they don't allow that. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> but finally, and again, with I've, I'm that early, and the person that doesn't, well, I don't board plane or stand in the line immediately when the gate opens. No. But I'm also not that person to miss a flight. No, you got to like waltz on as the lines. Yeah, yeah, I've got a whole process around this. <laughs> but thankfully they realised that she was just a really panicked woman. Yeah. That I had no drugs of any type in these really awkward looking statues. Yeah. I was given the statues back. Fantastic. Amazing. You still have one, right? The one, the big tall one. I have a big tall cat that could have really f- managed to fit a lot of drugs in it. If it tried. <laughs> and to this day, it's in my kitchen. It is the first thing that looks at me when I come out from my bedroom. And it's the first, the last thing that looks at me before I leave my house every day. You got to really start and end your day with a it's bit like of a cortisol. Salt pig. in the wound. <laughs> if you want to hear a more detailed version of this, I've actually put something up on our website, on our blog. The website to that, believe it or not, is global, like the world, mishaps, that's M-I-S for salam, S for save me, H-A-P-S dot com. Yes, and you can also reach us on socials at Global Mishaps on Instagram and on TikTok, or uh, you can email us at globalmishaps at gmail.com as well. Thank you so much for joining us for episode one. Uh, We hope you stick around for episode two. We can promise it gets... Juicy. Kind of worse. Much worse. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you click subscribe um, and have a super duper safe day. Bye.